What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalichi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing good. This podcast might be relatively short. It might be relatively short, but hopefully, I get enough information out there to show you some of the things that I thought to highlight news and news that I thought was important. One of the biggest news that I thought was important was just the fact that it's starting to be the end of the month. Which means it's starting to be a new month. Which means, thank God, we made it to another month. But part of that is also rent is due. You know, we got to make these payments. We got to pay these bills. And the number one bill that every single person always has to pay at the beginning of the month is that rent bill. Because them landlords becoming like, Hey, bruh. Hey, bruh. Hey, bruh. I need me some change in my pocket. I need you to put something in my hand and yeah we're coming around circle again and during this coronavirus period it makes rent payment a lot harder just to read you guys a quick excerpt of something that's happening in in texas as an example of what's going to happen in the country as a whole i'm reading from an article on npr it says evictions are expected to skyrocket in Texas, where the state Supreme Court has lifted a moratorium on evictions and unemployment has risen to historic levels amid the corona's pandemic. Houston is now the largest city in the nation where evictions can resume. And a rental, a rental assistance program there ran out in just 90 pit minutes which shows just how much people need help, how much people need help to not so that they don't get kicked out of their homes. Dana Carney, who is an attorney, an, an attorney in Texas uh, and provides free legal representations to low income Texans said, we anticipate that there will be a tsunami of evictions filed. I have no doubt about it. We are going to see homelessness. To give you an idea of other places that are, that are going to deal with this, nationally, there has been a patchwork of protections for renters. Some states like Wyoming and South Dakota never had an eviction moratorium. Other statewide eviction moratoriums are set to expire in June, and this includes states like Illinois, Florida, and California. So this is just like, just putting all of that in perspective with everything else that's going on with the corona pandemic, for people to now have to worry about the roof over their heads and have to worry about what's going on. I mean, over 38.6 million people have filed for unemployment. And the bigger problem with that is about 40% of households who filed for unemployment recently make less than $40,000 a year. And this was a study that was done by the National Housing Law Project. And they are, in this corona pandemic, people have been saying, oh, it affects everybody the same. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. That's not true. That's the blatant lie. This corona pandemic has affected more of the working class families than it has affected anybody else. It has affected those on the lower end, on the, on the income scale than anybody else. And then once again, they are the ones that are probably going to have to deal with this the most with 
if they get kicked out of their houses and if they get evicted or anything of that sort. And the problem with evictions is not just for this period of time. It's not just for during how we're coming back, how the economy is starting to get back active. It also affects them moving on into the future. Because if you get evicted from your, let's say from your apartment or from your house gets foreclosed on or any of these things, that affects your credit moving forward, which makes it that much harder for you to be able to either buy a house or even get or even be able to get rent in the future. And then even though the economy may be stronger and people may have jobs of that sort, but it still will be a lot harder. And so that's why there were all these protections that were put in place. Now, unfortunately, a lot of states are starting to let those protections go. And that is really, really unfortunate that they're doing that. I really hope that with the new with the new deal the new stimulus package that they're putting together they said it's going to be out in about a month or so that they're putting together i hope it has more protections for the for the for the working man that it has more protections for the for just the basic person for the for them to just be able to get by i know people will say oh but they have unemployment and all this other stuff but that unemployment check is starting to run out it's starting to hit that deadline which is why the democrats when they suggested a stimulus package they wanted to extend that till next year now i don't think the the republicans are going to go for that but however i hope that they come together and they extend that because by no means just because states just recently started opening up doesn't mean that 38.6 million people are going to be able to have a job and remember we've talked about it before that this 38.6 million people also may not have a not all these jobs are going to come back not all these jobs are going to come back immediately it is said that about 40 percent of the jobs are going to be stay unemployed like 40 percent of this 38.6 million people that are currently unemployed are going to stay unemployed which is really unfortunate because it's not through any fault of their own. It's just because of this corona pandemic, a lot of companies are using this as an excuse to actually start doing what they should have been doing for such a long period of time where they were just kind of spending money willy-nilly. So now they're using corona as an excuse to lay off people, to cut a lot of employees, to furlough employees, and just to as an excuse to say, hey, we need this. We're not going to be able to survive our business. It's just because a lot of businesses were not doing what they needed to be doing up until this point and now they are forced to face the issues that they haven't want they haven't been facing in the past and it's really really unfortunate now to give you a stark 180 of how in one industry especially in the residential industry landlords kind of hold all the power but on the other hand in commercial industry in the corporate world corporations hold most of the power for example Starbucks came out and was like, yo, we're not paying rent. Like either you come renegotiate with us or we're not paying rent. They sent out, they sent a letters to their landlords and said effective June 1st. And for at least a period of 12 consecutive months, Starbucks will require concessions to support modified operations and adjustments to lease uh, terms and base rent structures. This is the worst recession since the Great Depression and far more devastating than the global financial crisis. And they're not the only ones that are doing this. You have Chipotle, Shake Shack, and a few other companies that are just like, yo, we're not, we're not going to be able to pay rent. And you guys are going to, at least for the next two months, we're not going to be able to pay rent. And we're going to need y'all to come to the table and renegotiate about how this rent term is going to go. So it just tells you the stark difference where in one case you have people who are going to have to like 
fight just to be able to stay in their homes. On the other case, you have corporations that are like, bump y'all. We're not about to pay no rent to y'all. Like, we can't have, we don't have money. We need to pay our employees. Your rent is not priority right now. So it just shows the dichotomy of the country that we live in. In one, in one sense, corporations rule everything. So they just kind of do what they want for the most part. And then the other one, where the working man doesn't really get that same leeway, doesn't have that same leverage. Like I say over and over, leverage is everything. You don't get what you deserve. You only get what you have the leverage to get. And so leverage is everything. And these businesses know they have the leverage. Starbucks knows that because of its history of paying its rent over and over and over, and because it knows that the landlord isn't going to kick them out because Starbucks is a good business to have because they're going to keep paying you rent as the future comes about. Commercial landlords are not going to want to kick them out. And so they know they have that leverage. And so if there's one thing you can get out of this entire thing is in everything you do in life, find a way to have leverage. If you're at work, find a way to be really good at what you do that they want to pay you more because of what you do. And whenever you're like, oh, I might go try and join this new group at work, they'll be like, no. And then you can talk about, I need a raise. So in everything you do, find a way to have leverage in that situation. Always have leverage, especially when it comes to you working or any of these things. Having leverage is everything. You don't get what you deserve. You only get what you uh, you only get what you have the leverage to get. So anyway, apart from that, moving on from those news. Anyway, but even actually not just anyway. Let's go back to this. But I understand where landlords are coming from as well, because there's two sides to every story. There's the side of the of the tenant, and then there's the landlord side. The landlord side is, hey, if you guys don't pay us our rent, we can't meet other payments that we have to make. For example, for commercial spaces like what's uh, Starbucks old, or if it's like a mall or something like that, the landlord is the one that has to pay the power bill that has to pay the water that has to pay for the facilities that has to pay for a lot of other things in that building where if they don't get rent paid they can't make those payments and then also you got to think about it on a state level where if rent isn't getting paid it means that landlords aren't going to be able to pay their property taxes but at the same time i think everybody just needs to come together and come to the table and talk about it one thing to understand when it comes to this whole situation is one man's debt is another man another man's asset so when one person doesn't pay somebody else the economic machine starts to fall starts to falter and starts to fall apart and that's when we enter into a depression which if y'all didn't notice before when we said over 38 million people are unemployed we're kind of in the depression right now the fastest depression that we have ever been in history and it's not because the economy wasn't doing well but it's because of the pandemic that we have going on right now Moving on from there, I just wanted to talk about the fact that the stock market is blowing up. In the last few days, the stock market has just been exploding out of the gates. Now, this only sells two days in the last five months, but when you go to year to date from the all-time peak in February to now, the stock market has recovered over, is only 10% off of its maximum high. That is crazy to think about. That is crazy to think about. And so the question is, why the heck is stocks blowing up? Why is it exploding so fast? One of the reasons for that is there are new cure or new vaccine hopes 
are fueling the stock markets to continue to grow. New vaccines are coming out or new hopeful vaccines. In other words, they're still in the trial portion, like phase one trials, but that is making investors be like, you know what? It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. And so they keep on pushing the stock markets higher and higher and higher and higher. Even today, one of the news that came out, I don't have it pulled up, was the fact that Europe actually just released their uh, a, a new stimulus package for businesses and those kind of things. So news like that boosts the economy. I mean, not boost the economy, boost the stock market. So it's just crazy to me. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about on this subject, but it's just crazy to me for me to see like just the stock market being recovering this much, even though that we talked just, we just five seconds ago, we just talked about how unemployment is, it's at the highest that it's ever been since the Great Depression and the stock market has recovered over 20% of where it was at its all time low. Like it has gone from its all time low and has recovered 35% from that point. So it's just crazy for me to, to think about like just how far it has come in such a short period of time, just because of hopes. Like we talk about the economy is not always, or the stock market doesn't always make sense. It's not directly correlated to the economy. It's not a one-to-one ratio in any which, in any way. Moving on from there, the only other things that I wanted to talk about is one, China versus US is getting serious. Like it's getting real, real. And we talked about last week how the US put a bunch of companies on a blacklist and also removed a bunch of companies on the NASDAQ. Well, the China was not too happy. China also came out and was like, yo, by the way, we're imposing this new rule on Hong Kong. And well, the US doesn't like that because Hong Kong is the one area in China. Hong Kong is the one area in China that actually allows, what is going on? Okay, it's blocking me. Anyway, Hong Kong is the one area in China that actually allows a lot of Western philosophy to play out. And so if China is now taking complete and total control of Hong Kong, well, the US is not happy about that. A lot of Western European countries are not happy about that. It means that this is actually really, really getting serious. And we've talked about it before where I said globalization is dying. Like globalization is dying. It is getting decoupled where countries are trying to remove themselves from relying on China for anything from manufacturing to anything. They're trying to find ways to impose themselves on China so that China doesn't keep doing some of the things that it does. And then on the other side, China is like, y'all need us. No matter how much you want to say all this stuff, your companies that are in here need our help. So there's this whole, this whole trade war that is just going to continue going and going and going. So it's interesting, man. It's so interesting. China is already threatening to put some, some kind of, uh, some kind of restrictions on Apple, which is the US's one of the US biggest companies that operates in China. So it's just gonna keep going and going and going and going. But for some good news before we get out of here, finally some people going back to space. Look at look at this spacesuit. Space is so cool. Look at that. But yeah, for the first time in decades, in om- in ov- in almost a decade, not in decades, in almost a decade the U.S. will finally send some astronauts to space from American soil. So you guys may be like, well, we've been sending people to space. Yes, but we've been sending people to space mainly from renting and putting them on Russia space crews to send them up to the International Space Station. But now it's actually going to be done here in Cape Canaveral, which is in Florida. And it's actually going is being done by SpaceX and it actually already happened. So if you didn't see this, it's too late. 
but it was pretty cool. It was my first space launch, uh, space launch to watch. It was pretty cool to watch the whole thing. It was very, 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 very exciting period to actually see like a space launch and to see it actually happen. And this should happen more often because now NASA is com is working with commercial commercial companies. It's no longer a government initiative. NASA is just gonna give money to a lot of companies like SpaceX, Boeing, Blue Origin, those kind of companies to kind of help ensure that the US can continue exploring space. So I just found it very, very interesting. The last two things I was gonna talk about was just how stupid we can be in this country sometimes. How is wearing a mask becoming a bipartisan or becoming a partisan issue? How is wearing a mask becoming a, I don't understand. Like, you have Trump and Biden going back and forth about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, and it's just like, are we really at this point? Is this really where we are, where we are literally, where now it's like, if you're a Republican, you should not wear a mask, and if you're a Democrat, you should definitely wear a mask. It's like, what the, what is wrong with us? What is, why do we have to make everything so divisive? Why does every single thing have to be so freaking divisive? It is wearing a mask. This does not have anything to do with your political preference. It is literally so that you can protect yourself from what is called COVID-19 that's going on right now. I just, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand at all how we've gotten to this point where everything is such a political, such a divisive thing. I just, ah. Uh. It just blows my mind that this is where we are as a nation. That this this is the things that we argue about as a nation. Just so, and it, it this just literally says everything you need to know about Americans right now. We can't even agree on anything. We can't come together to agree on like what is good versus what is bad. It's just so. It's just so stupid. And like I, and then the last thing I want to share is just like. We've gotten to the point where we don't have leaders anymore in this in the United States. Our leaders aren't our government officials, presidents, any of that stuff. Leadership comes from CEOs, comes from Fortune 500 companies, and those kind of things. Because when they make a decision, it goes down through their family, uh, through their employees, and then that information gets taken by other companies and used. The government just doesn't. I just don't see leadership. When I look at our politicians, when I look at our leadership, what we call leadership in our country, that is supposed to be guiding the country out of this issue that we're dealing with, out of this economic climate that we're dealing with, I don't see leadership. I see a bunch of people arguing back and forth. I see a bunch of well-dressed, supposedly smart individuals that show up, argue for a few days, and then disappear. And pat themselves on the back that, yeah, we work today. But then they just keep on sweeping the, the actual issue under the rug rather than actually dealing with it. They keep on hiding behind all the stupid things of, oh, they're doing that because they want us to do this one thing. Or they're doing, it's like, I don't, I don't care. How about you just help the people that actually need help? That's why people trust companies like Apple, like people who work for Apple trust what their empl employer says a lot more than they trust a single word that comes out of the government system. You know why? Because they don't think the government cares about them. And that's a problem. When a, when a company, a company that only cares about profit, 
begins to be the one that we trust over the government that's supposed to be overseeing the companies to make sure that they don't abuse their workers because everybody just believes the government is just abusing us and so we trust companies that have that seem to have a good culture so we look up to the apples of the world we look up to the microsoft's the google's the, the those companies we look up to them and say you know what they have a good cult company culture i like i like what he's saying i like what they're doing there and we look up to them what they say goes I don't know. We just, I just, we just need to get better, man. We need to step up to the plate. Stop trying to push blame and figure out, oh, who's at fault? Who's not at fault? Who's at fault? Who's not at fault? And just step up. Say, hey, this situation is bad. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start fixing it. That's all. Ain't nobody care about who's at fault. I don't give a rip. Just help people. But we'll never get that. Because everybody wants to put the blame on somebody. But anyway, that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things from this whole podcast today. There's a lot of other things that I could talk about. But but we'll leave it where it is for today. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.